Welcome to A Well-Cared-For Human, the podcast that tries to convince you that you are 100% normal and an even better than okay example of the human species, despite the fact that sometimes we feel like the craziest, most incapable, or worthless creatures on the face of this planet. I'm Corey, an author, a creative, and the host of the show. Whatever you're bringing to the table today, I hope this episode proves to be a dose of inspiration for you on your quest to become a well-cared-for human. You can find the episode show notes, your free wellness blueprint, and more at awellcaredforhuman.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Hello humans, it's your host Corey, and today we're going to talk about the importance of creating supportive circumstances for yourself. And Pima Chodron talks about this, and I'm sure that it's based on a Buddhist concept of how to create circumstances that will make it easier for you to reach enlightenment. You can also find this idea pretty prevalent in the mainstream. We have heard things like birds of a feather flock together, or you are who you hang out with, or you are who your five closest connections are, that kind of thing. So there's this idea that wherever you spend your time, depending on if it's a person or a group of people or an actual environment, that those affect your ability to grow or to have certain views. So today I wanted to outline things that we could do to help make it easier for us to make these changes in our lives. Because let's be honest, making changes can be really hard. There's a lot of resistance when we are trying to move from one mindset or one environment to another. And so anything that we can do to make it easier on ourselves, bring it on. (laughs) Please make my life easier. It's really hard already. Please make it easier for me to make these changes. And I think that I first began to understand this idea, this concept of how much my environment impacted me when I was moving away from the traumatic environment. So there's the childhood and teen stuff, obviously, when I'm still kind of fully in the trauma cycle with my parents, there was no real ability to make changes then, right? I was just surviving. I was just reacting moment to moment, just trying to get through the abuse. So there was no ability to kind of focus on personal transformation of any kind. So if you're currently trapped in a abusive situation or a detrimental situation, Just getting yourself away from that before you can even think about the things that you could do for yourself, that would be necessary because there's just too much energy and focus being put on surviving the situation that there's no room for growth. You can't grow when you're surviving. (laughs) There's no energy exchange there. There's not enough going around to help you kind of get out of that situation. But then the next step beyond that, which was that I had gone away to college. And so I was a little removed from my parents. I was not really close to any of them. My mother was like an hour, an hour and a half away, but they weren't in my immediate environment. And so I was starting to see these small, subtle shifts in the physical proximity. Like I could start thinking a little bit more about things that I wanted and things that were important to me, as well as beginning to process this trauma, these negative experiences that were keeping me stuck. Because it's not always just physical environment. Physical environment is very important. I mean, how much can you work on personal growth if you're in an abusive situation, right? You can't. But at the same time, even when we leave the physical environment and we escape that situation in particular, we might have taken with us a lot of these negative mindsets, a lot of habits, like a lot of survival habits, things that are still going to keep us stuck and that will make it difficult to feel like we can move on with our lives maybe or that we can invite new 
people, new energies, that kind of thing, because we're still going to be kind of stuck in those old patterns. So it's not just a physical environment situation. There are many layers to that. And so let me kind of take you through this idea of what these changes that you can make to make it easier on yourself to find a more supportive and loving environment for you to focus on all this growth that we've been talking about for like 75 episodes now. (laughs) All the ways that you might want to try to make your life better. How can we make an environment so those changes will be easier on you? Again, Pema Chodron sort of emphasizes this notion of creating supportive circumstances in your life as a way to make it easier for you to have these positive and transformational moments in your life, environment where it's easier for you to grow personally or to develop spiritually. And so, again, thinking like a plant, like if you put a plant in a rock in a sidewalk or something, Yes, some plants can push up through the cracks, but most of them are not going to be able to do it, right? They need a certain kind of soil. They need a certain kind of light element. And you're no different. You are also a little plant. So choosing the environment is important. Pima often refers to it from, again, the Buddhist view of consciously choosing the people or situations that you surround yourself in. And so she'll do this by maybe encouraging individuals to be mindful about the influences in their lives. And this level of mindfulness, of course, is stemming from all the meditation practice that we're doing or the mindfulness practices that we're doing. Figuring out how you feel when you're around certain people, like is a person very draining to you? Or when you're around them, do they make you feel a certain way? Do they make you feel bad? Or do they talk you into doing things that you don't want to do? And so, for example, I had a friend who I don't see her much now. We're still technically friends, but I don't spend a lot of time with her because when I would spend time with her, like I would feel very drained afterward because it was a lot of conversations about kind of all her problems and why she was so miserable and how things were always terrible. And it really would bring me down and I would just be so exhausted after our interactions. And so I consciously made a decision to love her more from a distance. (laughs) Like I didn't need to give all of myself to this person all the time. I need to be able to take care of my own needs and to keep myself in a a happy, stable place and mentally and emotionally, right? So thinking about the people in your life and kind of what they bring to your relationship. And do you feel like it's a loving and nurturing relationship? Do you feel like it'll help you grow and to bring out these aspects of your personality and these traits that you want to cultivate in yourself? Is that a good person for that? And same for environments. So for example, I wouldn't want to be in an environment where there's a lot of negativity or hating on our bodies or things like that, because those are triggers for me, right? So people who are really obsessed with losing weight, for example, that's not a great environment for me as someone who has healed from an eating disorder. I don't need to be around people who are obsessing about their weight. That starts some unhealthy thinking patterns for me. So it's on an individual level, but also on a larger level. So not just people, but also environments. In addition to consciously making choices about your environment to make it more supportive for you, You can also think about what I will call your spiritual community, and this doesn't have to be like a woo thing, but thinking about people who have similar values to you. So right now, for example, I'm working to cultivate the public speaking aspect of my business. I want to give more talks about wellness, things like what I'm doing right here with the podcast. I think that will help a lot of people. And so I'm putting myself out there more. For that reason, I joined a cohort with other women who were looking to do more with public speaking in their careers. 
And so it's a very supportive environment because we have similar goals. We have similar ideas. A lot of us are already businesswomen or authors who have been in this space for a while. So we're a little farther along. We're not absolute beginners, you know, but at the same time, they're all trying to figure things out the same way I do. So there's this growth mindset. There's a supportive mindset. So I would consider that to be more like a community. Being part of a like-minded group can give us things like encouragement, guidance, a sense of belonging, anything that kind of helps us navigate the path, that would be useful. So if you can find a community that will help you stay on track with your goals as well, anything that's nurturing, supportive, loving, that might be a really great thing to add to your life. Doing a mindful review of your relationships, anything that's healthy and nurturing is absolutely essential to the human experience, right? We feel most cared for, we feel most loved when we feel like people empathize with us, when we have good communication with the people around us, when we feel like we are understood by others. And so if you have an environment in which you feel like you can trust people, you can be open with people, they can trust you and be open with you, surrounding yourself with those kind of people will also help you to create this supportive environment and help you move ahead with your growth goals, your growth ambitions. Cultivating inner resilience will also really help you to build a more supportive environment. It's not like you can create a bubble. (laughs) You can't create a bubble in which nothing will ever happen again. Like, I'm just going to make this amazing, perfect, supportive environment and nothing will ever shake me again. That's unrealistic. I'm sorry to tell you. But you can make it so that when things do come up, when you are challenged, when you encounter difficulties, that you do have the inner resilience that you need to navigate those more easily because inner resilience will in and of itself be conducive to supporting you in these more challenging circumstances. So for example, if you had more emotional strength, if you had more inner resilience, when something happened, when it come up, you wouldn't be completely unmoored by the experience. You would be able to bounce back more quickly to get back on track more quickly or to be able to release the maybe negative experiences or the negative emotions rather than clinging and holding on to them. A lot of us, I'm looking at myself right now. (laughs) We tend to cling to terrible things that happen and we're like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And we kind of stir it up and we revive it again and again. But if you have a bit of inner resilience and a bit of emotional strength, you're more likely to be able to let that go, to move past it. And that's why practices like mindfulness and meditation are so important. So it's not just about choosing a great environment to thrive in and then filling that environment with awesome people who will keep you on track. It's not just about that. It's also about what you're doing in your mind. So is your mind a healthy environment? (laughs) And I laugh because for a very long time, my mind is not a healthy environment. And still sometimes to this day, I'll have a bad day or I'll get into a negative thought cycle and my mind becomes a place that is not conducive to mental well-being. If we treat your mind also like an environment, not just something in the external world, but the internal world. Is your internal world a supportive, loving environment? Does that support you in your growth goals or your ambitions for yourself? And that can really only be cultivated through things like meditation or mindfulness or processing maybe some unresolved trauma if that's what's clogging up your mental space, but getting right in your mind so that you can support yourself better as you make progress in these ways. And getting right in your mind, what I mean by that, is do you talk to yourself well when you make a mistake how do you sound when you speak to yourself are you really hurtful are you really unkind to yourself do you really give yourself a hard time 
So that would not be a supportive environment internally. That would be a negative environment. That's just as bad as listening to verbal abuse from someone in the external world because it's coming from you. So that means that you definitely believe it. If you had a jerk in your 3D reality who was saying terrible things to you, you might be able to be like, oh, that's not true. Forget that guy, right? But when it's our own selves telling us how much we suck... (laughs) we're much more likely to believe that voice. And so it's just as important for you to clean up your mental mess. And that's a quote from a book, Caroline Leafly, I think it is. I'll have to, or Leaf, Caroline Leaf. I'm blanking on her name, but I'll put the title of the book and I'll link it into the show notes of this episode so you can check it out if you want. But she very much talks about cleaning up your mental mess, getting your mind clear of these sort of negative thought patterns and stuff so that you do have a more supportive and loving environment for yourself going forward. And then also in the same vein, cultivating positive habits. So not just trying to think more kindly of yourself, be more loving towards yourself in your mind, which will create a more positive and supportive circumstance, but also cultivating positive habits that will help you to make these shifts and changes that you want. And these can be any of the daily practices that you feel give you the most sense of peace and encouragement. So for example, me, Every day I try to do several things. I journal, I meditate, but I also do a visualization slash gratitude practice in which I make a gratitude list. I list all the things in my life at that moment on that day that I'm grateful for, things that make me happy, that I'm glad they exist. (laughs) So for example, when my back doesn't hurt me on a particular day, if I'm not experiencing back pain, I'm like a pain-free body. That is something that I am grateful for that I can still go for walks. That's something I'm grateful for. So I make a list of my gratitudes and then I kind of visualize anything that I want to bring into my life while I'm feeling that grateful feeling. So that's a practice that you could do. I also have affirmations, things that I say to myself. So any of these things that cultivate this mindset for you, this sense of love and compassion for yourself, you can do that as well to help increase these supportive circumstances. Because I really can't emphasize enough how important it is to be kind to yourself. So again, it's great to have an environment where everything is lovely. (laughs) But we both know that's not always the case. So I moved away from all the really destructive people in my life. I went and built a better life. But that doesn't mean I never encounter terrible people, unfortunately. I still confronted with jerks on occasion. And so it's not going to be enough to create supportive circumstances in my external reality. I also have to create them in my internal reality so that I'm well insulated for when things come up. Very strong cornerstone of that is being very kind to myself, having self-compassion for myself, being very gentle with myself, which I'll be honest especially since we just did last week's episode about appearances. I will not put up the appearance that I'm always kind to myself, that I'm always gentle to myself because I'm not. I can be very hard on myself as well. But it is something that I strive to do and I cultivate it as much as I can. And it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't need to strive for perfection in creating a supportive circumstance. You just need things to be supportive most of the time so that it's mostly a great environment. That will be enough to get you through. And it will encourage you to rely on that strength that you're cultivating in times when you need it when you're struggling or something is difficult treating yourself with the same kindness and care and compassion that you would a friend just like we find strength and love from our friends or from our family or people that are good to us who care about us we can be that person for ourselves as well and it's very important in order to maintain this supportive environment that we need to continue to grow to continue to find contentment and peace and happiness in our day-to-day lives And then lastly, don't underestimate the importance of 
acceptance and adaption. So it's absolutely important to create supportive circumstances in your external reality and in your internal reality, which we've just talked about, but also accepting that things will not always be great in either case. The external reality can get rough (laughs) and the internal reality can get rough. Those are real possibilities. And so if they are, if something happens and we get shook in some way, if we have this mindset that this happens, life is just unpredictable, I can learn to work with this, yes, circumstances change and instead of resisting them, I can just make my peace with it, I can roll with it, I can see this as an opportunity to create more resilience, more inner strength. And just being very nonplussed about things that come up, that will help us to stay on track. It will help us to maintain that supportive environment even when things happen. Because they're going to happen. One way or the other, things are going to come up, unfortunately. Tis the nature of life, I'm sorry to say. And so if we have this mindset of adaption and rolling with it, so to speak, we're much more likely to recover from these difficult moments than fall apart. So again, that's more conducive to creating and sustaining the supportive environment that we need to grow. And so overall, just thinking of supporting circumstances as a combination of external choices that we can make. So again, getting the environment right, getting the people right, trying to move ourselves toward these more gentle and loving and supportive spaces as we can but also balancing that out with the inner practices, the meditation, the mindfulness, speaking kindly to ourselves. Because if the internal mental environment is not supportive, then it really doesn't matter what the external world looks like because we're still going to be beating ourselves up. So it's got to be both. It's got to be internal and external. And surrounding ourselves with those positive influences and that nurturing, compassionate relationship with ourselves on all levels, that would be the best way to create the environment that fosters the personal growth and well-being that we need to thrive. And that's it for today, dear human. As always, I hope you found this episode useful. And if you would like to write into the show and ask for my thoughts on something that you're dealing with, I would love to hear from you through any of my social media or through my email, corey at coreymshrum.com. Otherwise, I will be back next week with another episode of A Well-Cared-For Human. And until then, please take good care of you. This episode of A Well-Cared-For Human was written and produced by me, Corey Marie. The music was by Late Night Feeler and Esther Abrami. If you like what I'm doing here, please consider visiting my Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you get early ad-free access to the episodes, as well as a monthly patrons-only Q&A, bonus videos, and more. Not to mention that your Patreon support lets me know that you find value in the show and want it to continue. You can find me on Patreon by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash Marie. If you can't support the show financially, that is okay. You can still subscribe to the show, leave a review of the show, and recommend the show to your friends, not just the neurotic ones. All of this helps so much. And as always, thank you for listening.